Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. I did this interview with my good friend Mike Green in New York. This is with Dimitri Vegas and his brother, like Mike. You guys probably know who they are if you guys are in EDM. They make Big Room, House, Progressive House, Trap. For a number of years now, they've been in the Top 100 DJ magazine. In 2015, they were number one, one of the biggest DJs in the world, of course. So I hope you guys enjoy this one. Do you feel that there was any part of your upbringing that affected the way you produce? Uh, yes, uh, let's say um, I come from very hard techno, even let's say the ancestor of hard style, like 180 BPM hard kick kind of music. And uh, Mike, Mike's roots are in hip hop. Mm-hmm. So somehow you can recognize those roots in the music that we make today. That definitely is there. Is there a, a more preferred style, the hard versus hip hop? Mm, I mean, or a personal favorite? I always liked the hardness in music, so and we tried to bring that back a couple of years ago, and that, mm-hmm. that sort of worked, you know. Cool. Where do you receive your your inspiration from? It can be anything. It can be travel. It can be a movie. It can be a location. Yeah, it, c- it can literally be anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about the uh, the inspiration for creating Higher Place? Well, Higher Place, Mike actually recorded uh, his verse, uh, his chorus actually, on Higher Place mm-hmm. uh, by the pool in Ibiza on a hangover. Casual. Yeah, very <laughs> casual. Uh, th- we actually also used that original recording. That's mm-hmm. why it's a little bit, there's a little bit of grit on there, but we felt that made the, the recording so unique. And uh, yeah, the demo was there. The, the instruments, the backing track was uh, was done at that moment, but actually the track is almost two years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and we met with Neo in Hollywood and we played him a couple of ideas and he heard that idea and he's like, oh, I want to get on this. So yeah, and a couple of hours later, because we were with him in the studio, mm-hmm. boom, the track was done. How was it working with Neo? Great. I mean, the you, man's, he's a machine. Do you typically interact with artists such as Neo? Um, R&B and, and hip hop now. We're we're open to work with anybody. For us, the the important thing is is it a is it a good song? Mm-hmm. You know, like we always we're open to any collaboration, but we don't release every collaboration. We always have to be convinced that it's hundred percent what we what we're behind. Cool. Uh, what role did you both play in creating the music video with Neo? Uh, well, director, producer, uh, etc. Actually, we 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 helped uh, putting it together on the sidelines, but mm-hmm. we don't want to take credit for the creative of the video. I mean, we Mike played his part, I played my small parts. Mm. Uh, I think my part's really <laughs> small, anyways. So uh, yeah. And then, how did the visuals come about? Such as like the the northern light scene or yeah, see where you guys touched the car. We we came up with the idea, uh, Mike mainly even because we were going back and forth because we were like, okay, what is what is a higher place, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Uh, there were like five or six storyboards, and at the end, uh, yeah, we, we decided to that, to work that one out. Yeah, it's 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 kind of almost like he's, he's like a godlike figure in the uh, in the scene where he like touches the car, um, and like the the lights ah, like that's, shooting. Yeah, that's yeah. actually me. That's yeah. Be, uh, the, no, it's it's more. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it like that. It's more like I'm uh, the the person who who puts them on the right right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, initially it was a little bit bigger that part it was the intro and the outro but then you know the clip became very long so we just kind (laughs) of cut it up and just so my face is in the video (laughs) (laughs) do you have like a a favorite scene of the the video as a whole 
Or yeah, just... it might seem. Like <laughs> uh, is there any particular musician from your childhood that, that you or your parents listen to that affects how you create today? I mean, I've always had enormous respect for Queen, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, and, I mean, how can you say? You can only hope that one day you you get to the level that that uh, you can create masterpieces like like they did you know mm-hmm. i think there's very few artists who have such a big uh discography of of such uh big variation of music i mean it's all rock but if you put like queen songs next to each other it's not that you can say like um, it's all the same but still you recognize their sound you know it's it's amazing mm-hmm. do you have a, a favorite song of theirs I would say Bohemian Rhapsody. That, the obvious go-to for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's not a song, that's a story. You know? Yeah. That's, that's crazy. I mean, I like the concept about the song, especially that it feels like it's almost three or four songs into one, but still it blends as one whole, so mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy. Cool. And being international producers who have hit multiple number ones across multiple charts across multiple countries, do you think there's a, a difference in creating music that will gain popularity in America versus popularity in Europe? Yes, on one side, yes, because, uh, but uh, again, we come back to the thing, what is a good song? Mm-hmm. I think that that's the most important part. The genres and everything, it's in every country, like, uh, for example, The Hum made it to the radio in the, in the States, made it to the radio in France. In Belgium, it actually went to number one in the charts, but it never hit daytime radio because it was mm-hmm. too hard. Same thing is in the UK, you have a, a, the hype more about the housey stuff in the States, it appears, but it's not such a given that it gets on the radio. So I think it, it all comes down to the right song mm-hmm. and the right trajectory of the promo and everything because there's, there's so much that goes around releasing a song. It's not like, okay, boom, mm-hmm. my song, and now it yeah. goes on the radio. It's, uh, it's a challenge. Is that part of the thought process kind of when creating a song? Do you say, okay, I want, I want this to go big in Europe versus I want this to go big in America? No, or do just you just create to create? We make what we like. Sometimes you might consider like saying like okay we made something and we're like at 80 percent of the process what is this right now is this a club track or is this more a mellow track and then you start making subtle decisions structure decisions or percussion decisions to say like okay what are we aiming this towards but in general we don't like to um to give in we, we make what we like to make cool and then what's been your most memorable experience to date in life in your career Day to day. I mean, that's that's a very difficult question. I mean, there's there's many, and and I think we can be really happy that that there's been so many great moments. Even only this year, being voted number one uh, DJ of the world, uh, the hum charting so great, uh, Tomorrowland. So I mean, you can keep on naming great moments, and that's just that we're really thankful for that. Maybe like tie in like growing up like from Greece and like how you got started into music and if there's like culturally what kind of music you were listening ah, okay. to like Virginia's uh, EDM well actually the, the, the thing is that uh, we're from Greek origin but we grew up in Belgium uh, in a, a little bit of a, a more ghetto-ish town mm-hmm. so let's say music has always been something a direction you know like if, if I wouldn't have had the goal or Mike, if we wouldn't have had... Because in the, when we were younger, we each had our separate goal. Mike wanted to be a hip-hop, uh, hip-hop mm-hmm. uh, star, and I, I want a hip-hop star, you know, back in the day. What was it? Eminem, Dr. Dre, you know, that yeah. was his thing. And, um, and I wanted to be a DJ. So we both had 
in the let's say the darkness of our teens we had that thing that we both wanted to do and then we both ended up in Ibiza I was 17 he was 15 uh, when we left Belgium uh, and that's sort of how house music because for me it was also different you know I come from this very aggressive sound and all of a sudden there's this peaceful uh, down tempo sound and it changed my perspective on on what I what the kind of music I wanted to DJ and for Mike also he fell in love with house music when he was there and he ended up uh, emceeing on one of my sets uh, in a small club and the crowd just went nuts about it and at that point we were like well we we have something here mm -hmm. you know and uh, yeah that's sort of where where Dimitri Vegas and like Mike started and that's now about yeah 12 years ago <laughs> something like that Will uh, we see Mike uh, MC on any future tracks? Of course. I mean, <laughs> the Higher Place was the first uh, track to actually feature Mike as a vocalist. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's done tons of, of uh, hip-hop tracks even in, in Belgium and everything, and he's done a lot of vocals, but this is the first one that we really said, like, okay, this is a Mike track, and we're working on the album right now, and that's going to feature definitely a couple of tracks that's going to be Mike full-on. Cool. Cool.